Welcome to Pulse Practice Management, where we discuss everything from billing to practice management and all things in between. We're your hosts, Sunny and Natalie, and we're here to help you keep your eye on the pulse of your practice. Today, we're going to talk about something every office has, staff personalities, and they can range from peaceful to persnickety. None of the personalities that we mentioned today are necessarily bad. They just require special handling. We're going to discuss different personality types and how to manage those so you can coexist successfully. I'm excited to talk about this topic. You are not going to have an office without personalities. You'll have an office full of different personalities. First of all, you'll want to identify if these personalities are acute or situational or chronic. Are they going through something? Uh, This would be acute situational, something like their kids are sick or they're having a personal issue in their life. Chronic would be, that's just the way they are. Addressing the chronic issues will be what's important to work on. To jump right in, let's start by identifying some personality types. We're sure you'll be familiar with some of these. Again, none of these personalities are necessarily bad. They just have their own love language and require special treatment. And we're just going to talk about a couple of them. Let's start with negative. Like everybody has someone in their office with a negative personality or a tendency to view things negatively. Right. Not, they might not be negative all the time. But, but the glass is half empty. Yes. Yeah. And a lot of times that is situational. Maybe somebody, maybe somebody's going through a hard time or something happened at home and they have a hard time kind of separating their home life, personal life from work life. And that is hard to do sometimes. So sometimes it is hard to not bring those emotions to work with you. It Um, is hard. It it really is. Right. And I know a lot of people will say to keep busy Mm -hmm. when you have something negative going on in your life to keep busy. So keep your mind off of things. But not everyone is comfortable with separating things or they can, not everyone can separate personal issues or, you know, whatever's happening and just not focus on that or just not think about it. It it is hard. And I think that has to do with personality types too. The negative personality type that you can sometimes have in your office. What is the best way to work with that? Instead of working against it, all of these types, you need to find a way to work with, to use people where their strengths are. And if you have a a person that tends to be on the negative side, don't put them at the front desk greeting patients. That's not what I want to see when I walk in an office. No, that makes me feel really uncomfortable. Yeah. I, yeah. When you walk into an office and the person just does not seem like they want to be there. You you question, why are you working here? Yeah. <laughs> like, if you don't like your job, <laughs> why are you working here? But it might not be that they don't like their job. It might just be that's where their job put them. Um, so I, I, I definitely think that's important to kind of make sure you're putting the person or the different personality types in the right fitting type of job. Sometimes, too, that people that tend to be on the negative side don't always realize it. I think, yeah, you know, I I can think of a couple of people that they don't realize that most of the things they say are negative or they are judging things and it comes out negative, but they may not intend that at all. That's so true. Yeah. They're just so used to um, kind of being that way. So working with someone who is negative and like we said, it could be situational where maybe, maybe they're not always negative. Maybe they're just having a hard time with something else. Maybe there's something that's going on in your office. 
that is kind of the vibe is making people feel uneasy that might make them feel negative or maybe they are like that all the time, but kind of figuring out that person's personality and learning to work with that instead of against that will make your life a lot easier in managing and the office and the whole office atmosphere, the whole vibe of the office. So I think one thing to do is one, figure out, okay, is this person going through a hard time or is this how they always are? If you have a person that is typically a negative personality, you don't want to put them at front desk. You would want to put them in a position where they're not having a lot of person-to-person interaction. They're not interacting with patients a whole lot. So maybe that's working AR or following up on insurance claims or sending out statements to patients. You can find a fit for them that works for them. But also trying to find something in common with the person yes, to kind of bring them around. Find that people who have a negative attitude a lot have this veneer that's really hard to get through to the person who they they really are on the inside. And maybe finding something that you have in common with this person, an interest that you both like can help break that veneer and maybe bring out the softer side in them. This sociology class that I just took, there was a section that we studied on finding common ground with people and how that does build a bond. If you are interviewing two people and one of them is a fan of the same football team that you're a fan of, human nature is you're going to feel more connected to that person. And I definitely think if you have a person in your office that tends to be on the negative side, that that's a really good idea to try to find something in common. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's hard to create a bond with somebody who's like that because that those people are are the people that your other office staff tend to stay away from and not include. Yes, Mm -hmm. avoid, exclude, you know, not include. Probably doesn't feed that personality very well if they're feeling like people are always excluding them and they don't feel connected to the rest of the staff. So I think that's really important to, to find some type of commonality, something that maybe even just a couple of people have a common interest in, in the office. It doesn't have to be the whole office, obviously, but once you can kind of bring that negative person around, it's a lot easier for them to feel comfortable in the office setting or with your other office staff. And it's a lot easier for your other office staff to feel that there's a connection there with them as well. And they may, that negativity may come from a place of fear. They may just be afraid to let down that veneer, you said, the walls of protection. You can't try to fix them. Right. That's for sure. I don't want anyone trying to fix me. Me either. One thing that you should not do is entertain the negativity. Any of these personality types that we discussed that are challenging, not bad, challenging. One thing is to not entertain or feed that because that just makes it worse. Yes, I agree. But don't invalidate their actual emotions and feelings either. No, 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 no. So there is a balance. Mm-hmm. It's kind of a fine line. So yeah, you don't entertain that negativity, but they might have some good points if you listen to them. Opening conversations would be a really great way to kind of break through that negative barrier. You don't want to entertain it. You also don't want to ignore it. That, right. that won't do anyone any good. And I think you're right. Just because someone's communication style may be different than yours doesn't mean that they couldn't have good ideas and thoughts and feelings that they need to share and you need to listen to as a coworker or as a manager. And they may not have, like you said, good communication skills. So 
they may not be able to put into words. Like I'm having a hard time putting into words what I'm trying to say right now, but they might not be able to express their emotions very well. Um, and that's just, that's just a personality trait. That's not anything bad, but sometimes these negative personalities can become a type of emotional vampire in the workplace. Yes, they can sucking the life out of everyone there. I know I have worked with this type of person before and it does not make going to work fun at all. No, not at all. It makes it, you dread going to work. Yes. And it drains you of all your energy. So these the first time I heard the term emotional vampire, but we were headed to the mountains. We were listening to, this is before podcasts were things. <laughs> um, and it must've been like an NPR or something. I don't remember. I wish I did. Cause I had to go back and listen to it. And the person was talking about emotional vampires. And this is the first time I had ever heard that term. And I was like, Oh my gosh, I know these people. Mm-hmm. And it is, it just like sucks the life out of you. It sucks the energy out of you. It sucks the good feelings out of you. And that is so detrimental to your work environment. And it doesn't matter if you are in retail. It doesn't matter if you work in a doctor's office. It doesn't matter if you work in a fast food restaurant. But if there is this emotional negativity or these emotional vampire type people, nobody's having a good time. No. Nobody likes their job. Nobody wants to work with someone like that. So I don't have the answer (laughs) as to how to correct that. Because like we say, you can't change somebody. You can't fix them. Are they, is it even broken? We don't know, but you just have to learn how to work with that type of person. It can be done. Right. I think you can learn to manage this type of personality. It may take some handholding at times. It may take some extra work. You can have team building exercises that might help. They will probably fight it to begin with, but definitely, definitely (laughs) don't give up and just try to do something fun once in a while. Try to break that veneer. And if you are making the effort to bring this person in and to include them and to work around the negativity, they're going to know that without you, they're going to know that and it's going to make them feel like you care. Right. And that they are important. Do we want to um, move on to a different personality type? Let's do. Let's change it up and go for maybe not a challenging personality type like that, but maybe a challenging personality class clown. The one that's a good time. Everybody wants to be around them and best intentions of I'm going to go in today and I'm going to get my work done. This person can pull you away. And before you know it, an hour's passed and you have done nothing. You know what? I also think about though, for the goof off and you said class clown, which made me think about actually being in like high school because who didn't have class clowns in high school. Right. And you just know that that person is going to always be like that. So they're going to be like that probably when they graduate from high school, go to college, get a job out in the real world. You just know that um, that person is probably always going to be like that. But yeah, they're fun and entertaining. But when it comes down to needing to focus or something is important, if you were in school or a class anywhere, 
and this person's goofing off and distracting, but you're there to learn. I'm sounding like a big nerd right now. I mean, I like to goof off too. I like to have fun. But when I know that there's something important that I have to be doing or that I need to be studying for or I need to be listening to um, or I need to be learning, oh, gosh, it just really frustrates me when you've got this person who is just goofing off and making it hard for other people to get their work done, to concentrate, to focus. And fun, just no room. I used to work for a doctor and I was very good friends with his wife. And she was the type of person that as soon as we were in a room together, we were laughing and cutting up and having a good time, which was fine until it was time to go to training seminars, any continuing education. It got to where I could not sit with her because she was so distracting. It was terrible. And I would be like, because I would like get the giggles in the middle of something because she would be doing something silly. And I was like, I can't sit with you and I have to remove myself. <laughs> but didn't you also feel like you're going to get in trouble? Yes. Like, <laughs> when I, I like to come off again. I like to have fun. But then there is a time and place for that. And you, Sunny, if I was at an education or a seminar or something like that, a class, I probably would have to separate myself from that person as well because I would feel like I was going to get in trouble. Yes. I'm going to get called out by the teacher. I don't want to get in trouble. I don't want to be the center of attention here. I don't want to be called out for being a teenager. And it can also be really perceived as really rude. Mm Mm-hmm. It is rude. Um, Yeah. They don't intend for it to be rude. Right. But when someone has, has spent their time to prepare this presentation and you've got two people whispering or laughing and not just in a seminar of let's go back to the office it's rude Mm -hmm. and we need to kind of contain the goof off and direct the goof off to use certain times of the day to entertain us and other times of the day to work we don't want to squash their energy no not because you still need to have like you still need to have um, kind of a have times when you have a lighthearted energy in the workplace. So you don't want to kill the vibe in the workplace. So if people are and they're enjoying being there at work, you don't want to squash that because everybody still needs that. But yeah, there's a time and place for goofing off. Sunny, I know I have done some coaching for some clients where we've visited their offices and we've done a presentation and we have helped them with everything in, within their revenue cycle. It is really frustrating when we have spent so much time yes. and energy creating customized PowerPoints, creating customized presentation, creating customized material for certain clients. And we're presenting these things, but there's all this chatter going on it's, in the back and people aren't paying attention. Th- that's really frustrating. And being on the other side of that is a good opportunity for maybe the goof offs. If they need, maybe you can have your goof off. Hey, why don't you at our next meeting, come up with this, have them present it <laughs> and have people goofing off and see how they feel about it. 
no, that's kind of extreme. Everyone in the but, office talk through it. Yeah, everybody they talk amongst themselves and don't pay attention yeah. to Mr. Goofy here. Um, but no, it is very, it's disappointing when you've spent so much time. Sunny and I are very passionate about coaching offices and making sure everyone knows their role and what they're supposed to be doing and how to do it efficiently. And it is it's very disappointing when you get up there and you're like pouring your heart out for yes. this thing that you're so passionate about and people aren't paying attention to you. And it's just, it's disappointing and it's rude. And you go, am I like boring you? I feel like I'm not boring, but, or you're not understanding. Did you have a question? There are ways, like you said, to kind of redirect that energy. Maybe if you are in a meeting and like you said, Sunny, um, it's the responsibility of the doctor is say, if we were there presenting, or whatnot, um, the doctor would need to bring the staff in. But let's just say, because I know most medical professional offices, monthly meeting with their staff. And if you're not doing that, then you should listen so to let's our just, first episode. <laughs> yes. Listen to our first episode. Cause we do talk about that. Um, but if you're, say you're in your monthly meeting and, uh, your goof off person has, a, has a lot to say, but it doesn't pertain to your meeting meetings are set aside for specific things that you want to talk about or that are important to your office. So if this is happening during a meeting, you can redirect that energy and say, Oh gosh, you know, goofy. I would love to hear about that. Can you tell me about that on our next break? Right. You know, something there's, like that where you're, you're not dismissing the person for you, but I don't want to hear you right now. There's nothing wrong with saying um, we only have a limited amount of time before patients start showing up. So we need to get this meeting, but please don't let me forget to get with you to hear the rest of the story, but you can carry on with business. Yeah. Cause you don't want to hurt their feelings. You don't want to make them feel bad and you don't really want to call them out. I was going to say, don't call them out. Whatever you do with any personality or any person in your office, do not call them out in front of other people. In front of other staff members or patients. Yes. Don't do that. I'm in place for that. And that's not in front of other people, <laughs> but also making sure that this person has a job that interactive yes because this personality is going to thrive off of people and being able to share their excitement and their experiences so having them in a job that is very yeah front desk yeah. is great unless they're a super duper talker and they take forever to check somebody in <laughs> that could be bad yeah. Friend death is great. If you are in an optometrist office, then optical may be a good fit for them. That, that would be a really good fit. What about the person that pushes back? Everything you ask them to do, they have a reason they shouldn't. They have a reason the office shouldn't do this. They have a reason it's just dumb. We shouldn't do this. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think everybody has those two or have had the pushback uh, personally that has the kind of pushback type personality. It might be coming from a place of they don't understand going on. Um, they might not have enough resources at their fingertips. Maybe from lack of information, understand why you are asking them to do this, that and the reason for every single thing. I feel like give some pushback. Okay, this is my experience. Um, a person who is exhibiting pushback in an office, I feel like a lot of times it comes from when something is changing. Yes. And they 
don't like the change or they're afraid of the change. I feel like it's the the fear. It's a lack of control. Like maybe they had, maybe whatever is changing, whatever they were doing before, they had it perfected down to a science. They knew what they were doing. They were on um, autopilot and it was just really easy for them. And now they're going to have to learn something new. They're going to have to learn a new way to do something or learn a new program. Just, oh gosh, it could be just fear of learning something because some people just don't learn things as easily as other people. It takes them a longer time. They may not uh, feel comfortable having people watch them do something and give them direction. People don't like change. Just don't like, yeah, they just don't like change. Yeah. The word change sends them into a fear spiral and they exhibit that behavior as soon as they hear it. That can come across really negative. Yeah. But that, you know, and they may push back. Um, Some people may push back because felt that's just who they are in their core. They have always felt like they've had to fight and push back on everything. And that's just who they are. Yep. I was just going to say, you need to just figure out how to best manage that and how to use their passion for fighting back for good. <laughs> <laughs> their passion for fighting back. Use it for good. Use it for good. How could you use that for good? What would you do? What would you put them in? What kind of position would you put them in? Oh, yeah. Working denied claims. Oh my gosh. That would be perfect. Yeah. That's like, they here, can... Come fight with Blue Cross. Yeah. <laughs> Go fight with them because they are. Mm, yeah, definitely. That's the perfect position for them. I love that. It could also be a lack of respect. Yeah. So other problem. It is. It's a whole other problem and it could just stem from so many different things. So I do feel like it's important to kind of figure out where that pushback is coming from. What was kind of, what is the root cause cause. of of the push of the pushback? Um, What can you do for this type of personality? I feel like when you're working with this personality, you need to figure out what the root cause is, maybe get with that employee, give them some really clear guidelines clear deadlines, make sure you revisit these guidelines, deadlines, rules in 30 days, see if there's been any progress. Address the situation head on saying, you know, I'm sensing some resistance here. Can we talk about this? And then maybe that's when you say, okay, you that we are changing EHRs. I don't either, but here's what we're going to do. I've got all this information for you. I've got all these guidelines. Here is how we're going to handle it. I'm going to be here with you every step of the way. Come to me with any questions. And then in 30 days, we'll reevaluate and see how you're coming along with it. That's a perfect example. If you sit down with the person, it goes back to communication. And we keep saying this with everything we talk about. If you communicate with them, you're not going to be thrown to the wolves. We're in this together. None of this is going to fall directly on your shoulders. We will get through it. Yeah, I'm not happy about the new EHR either, but we're doing it and we're going to get through this. I think that could make a huge difference. I also think that it's really important if you have someone that is pushing back and it is due to the lack of respect that you nip that as soon as possible and don't let other staff members see this and think that it's okay. Um, It's not okay. You should treat everyone with respect, but we all know that doesn't always happen. So I think it's important to communicate with that employee as soon as possible. 
and clear the air and find out what's going on. That's really good. So, Sunny, is this a form of quiet quitting? I don't fully understand it because if you don't like your job, quit it. 100 percent don't do a bad job don't do enough just to get by i do too i do too and it's like uh you know quiet quitting is doing just what they need to do in order to fulfill their requirements for their job um but when does that become insubordination you as a practice manager office manager owner are also documenting any instances that happen it's going to be super important for this as well yes that's right. i'm not saying go fire somebody. I'm saying (laughs) figure out what's happening. Let's talk about what personality type you are. What are you, the listener? What do your co-workers, how do they see you? Do they see you as a negative person? Do they see you as someone that pushes back? Do they see you as goofing off a little too much? We do need to take a step back and look at our own personalities and how people perceive us as well. That's really going to help you be able to understand other personalities as well. Right. My office staff thought that I was or, or goofing off too much. I'd want to know that because I would want my office staff to respect me as the office manager. So what is that line? What does that look like? I would like my staff to respect me and also feel comfortable coming to me. That would be really important Mm -hmm. to me is that they feel like they can come to me with any issue they have. Um, Sorry. So that goes back to our first episode of transparency. Right. Right. So how well do you know yourself? How well do you know your staff? I do. Okay, good. If you don't know, (laughs) if you don't know your staff, if you can't just identify their personalities, um, just by being around them for most of your day, then have everyone take a Myers-Briggs test. Great idea. And they're free and you can just Google it and just have everybody do that. They're kind of fun. Um, takes a few minutes to do. So, you know, just have them do it whenever it's fresh for them. But I think it's really helpful, to have everybody do that because not only are you going to do it too, figure out what your personality type is, but you'll also learn what your staff members personality types are. And that helps you manage your staff. So we all had to take a Myers-Briggs test at our office uh, currently where we work. (laughs) Everybody (laughs) had to do it. And it was really cool. My personality is an ENFJ, I believe, and that is a protagonist. You can learn how to communicate with different personality types using that type in your relation. And because I know that if I am talking to one person, I can say something very clear and they will understand. If I'm talking to the other person and I say the same thing, it's not as clear for them. So that's a good way to learn to communicate with your staff. I'll say something to one person, like you're communicating to one person in a very direct way. It's going to take that for what it is and not be offended. But if you say it to someone else, maybe like me, who is a feeling person and you say something that's just direct, not rude, I I might take it offensively because I, I have a feeling. I'm I'm a feeling person. So I might take that wrong and think that you're mad at me or think that I've done something wrong when really you're just giving me clear communication, but it's not clear to me because I am an ENFJ. I am an ISF. Introverted sensing feeling. Okay. All right. Yeah. 
I'm really good at feeling and judging. I'm really good at feeling and judging too. So I am an ENFJ. I'm extroverted, intuitive, feeling, judging. You are an ISFJ, which is introverted, sensing, feeling, and judging. You do have a lot of feelings, Sunny. Mm-hmm. Well, just looking at your ISFJ. I am full of feelings. But I know you, and I know you do have a lot of feelings. Go ahead. I was going to say... I know because I know you, I know that introverted is right. Like it was just to meet you. I don't think that they would get the introverted sense. I don't need from you, mm-hmm. but I, I get it. I understand that because I know you and I don't know that anybody could ever tell. <laughs> you hide it so well. <laughs> I am right on. I'm, I'm like 51% introverted and 49% extroverted. And oh, well, you're on the cusp. I'm on the cusp of being a vert. Um, <laughs> being a vert. Being a vert. But it's really fun to do. Um, so we recommend that you do this with your staff. Um, take a Friday afternoon and everyone do this and discuss your findings and have some fun with it. And no better way to bond with everyone that way. The negatives and the goof-offs mm-hmm. and pushbacks and any other personality type can really have fun with it because we just had fun talking about it and we were just talking about ourselves right but it's fun so like 2020 that was situational for people right yes and that definitely can have an effect on your on your personality so took a long time to kind of get used to that but then when I got used to that it was really comfortable and yeah I didn't want to do anything with anybody for a long time because it was just easy to stay at home and not do anything and not have to you know, get radic out and outfit and things like that. But I like doing stuff like that. So now where we're getting out of kind of stay at home type mode, I'm, it's getting easier for me to kind of go back to my extroverted personality. It's like else. It's a habit. You, we all got in this habit in 2020, 2021. Seems like it lasted forever. Of not having any requirements. There was no reason to get up and get dressed right gosh that's perfect we didn't have any requirements we didn't have any requirements so i mean we us like everybody's situation is different right yeah so we we developed a habit so with your staff members and fellow employees it like we said in the beginning it can be situational or it can be chronic if it is a hard personality to manage and to deal with. Hopefully it is situational and you can work through it together. We recommend you do the personality test for sure. And you'll learn a lot from it. And we can link that in the show notes too. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, definitely. That personality test is it is um, kind of telling as well. Yeah, we sure did pack a lot into that one. We did. Are we ready to wrap it up? Let's wrap it up. Okay. Well, that was a lot of information. Um, dealing with different personalities in the office can be challenging, but we hope you're able to take some of what we talked about today and apply it in your work life and maybe your personal life as well. Here are your success stories. If you found this episode helpful, let us know. Or if you have any questions on this topic or any thoughts to add, email us at coaching at ams-nc.com. We'll read your stories and answer your questions in a future episode. We'll link the transcript to this episode and a link to the Myers-Briggs test in the show notes. See you next time. Bye. Bye. Bye.